Beit El by Ravezra Bik. Parashat Vayishlach is dominated by two dramatic confrontations of Yaakov, once with Esav, the person and the angel, and once with Shechem, the person and the city. I would, however, like to discuss a short incident which follows the two major ones, the return of Yaakov to Beit El. This takes place basically on the road as Yaakov travels from Shechem and continues onward towards Ephrata, Bethlehem, and Migdal Eder, finally arriving home at Hebron. While it is true that Yaakov builds both a matzeva and an altar there, and receives a divine vision and a promise, we have gotten so used to God reiterating the promise of the land to the Avot that we are likely to skip over this section without proper attention. I propose that we stop and spend some more time at this road stop. After the conclusion of the Dina episode in Shechem, God tells Yaakov to go up to Beit El and build there an altar to the God who appeared to you when you were fleeing before Esav, your brother. Yaakov, after first instructing his household to get rid of all idolatrous articles, travels to Beit El and builds the altar. Subsequently, God appears to Yaakov, and then he raises a matzeva, and apparently immediately departs, continuing his journey south in the direction of Hebron. A few questions and points to consider on the first half of the story. First, why does Yaakov decide to clean out his house from idolatry now? Second, God tells Yaakov to rise and go to Beit El. Yaakov calls on his family to rise and go up to Beit El. What is the meaning of this striking phrase, rise and go up? Third, both God and Yaakov call his destination Beit El. Nonetheless, when he gets there, the Torah states, Yaakov came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan, which is Beit El. Why are we told now that the city is called Luz? Fourth, in the same verse, what is the significance of the phrase, which is in the land of Canaan? If this were Yaakov's first stop in Canaan, this would make sense. But since Yaakov has already been in Canaan since he arrived at Shechem, it is very strange to be identifying sites within Canaan as in the land of Canaan. In fact, this appellation appears only when Yaakov arrived at Shechem, his first stop, and here, but not at any of Yaakov's other stops on his way south. Fifth, Yaakov in Shechem speaks to his house and all who are with him, and suggests traveling to Beit El. At Beit El, we find Yaakov arrived, he and all the people who are with him. Somewhere along the way, his household has become his people. Sixth, Devorah, the nursemaid of Rivka, dies and is buried at Beit El. What was she doing there? And what does this have to do with the story? Seventh, Yaakov had sworn when he awoke from the dream in Betel when he was fleeing Esav that the matzeva that he had erected then would become a house of God. In fact, he will soon erect a matzeva in Betel and offer a libation on it. If the purpose of his journey now is to fulfill the vow, as most commentators claim, why does God tell him to build an altar? Why is that the first thing he does? And only after the subsequent vision of God does he re-erect the matzeva. Yaakov arrives in Eretz Yisrael twice. First, when he comes to Shechem. Yaakov came whole to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Padan Aram, and he camped opposite the city. And second, once when he comes to Beit El. Yaakov came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan, which is Beit El. The expression which is in the land of Canaan is a clear indication that this is Yaakov's point of arrival in a new land. This is confirmed by the expression, when he came from Padan Aram. Yaakov entered Shechem when he came from Aram. 
Now, when Yaakov arrives in Betel, we do not have this additional phrase, but just a few verses later we find, God appeared to Yaakov again when he came from Padan Aram and blessed him. Since we know that this took place in Betel, Yaakov called the name of the place where God spoke to him Betel, it turns out that this second confirmation that Betel is an arrival point is confirmed. This point is, I think, greatly emphasized by the name switch of Betel in the story. God tells Yaakov to go to Betel. Yaakov tells his family that they are going to Betel. Yet, when they finally get there, we are told that Yaakov has arrived in Luz, which is Betel. In other words, the goal is clearly Betel, a location saturated with Kedushah, with the name that Yaakov gave it to commemorate his meeting with God and his vision of the gate of heaven. However, until Yaakov gets there, the place is actually the Canaanite city of Luz. The Torah has to tell us that this place is the same place called Betel beforehand, hence the phrase Luz, which is in the land of Canaan, which is Betel. The conclusion is an editorial comment for those who forgot that Luz is the same place as Betel and therefore are likely to be confused. But the uncommented narrative reads, Yaakov came to Luz in the land of Canaan. In other words, before this point, Yaakov is not in the environment we associate with Eretz Yisrael, a land of holiness, a land where there is a place which is the house of God and the gate of heaven. Despite the geographical border of Canaan, which Yaakov had crossed some time earlier on his way to Shechem, Yaakov has not actually returned yet to the land of his fathers. Only after Yaakov builds the altar does the narrative refer to the place as Betel. The reason is that, at this point in the biblical narrative, at least as concerns Yaakov, the land of Israel is a reflection of the life of Yaakov. Israel is the land where the forefathers carry out the divine design of building the Jewish nation. Yaakov has been out on vacation from that project for all the years that he has been in Lavan's house. He has to re-inaugurate his career and his status as an Av, and only from that point on will he be back on the course, and as a corollary result, back in Eretz Yisrael. The place for this inaugural is Betel. The reason is spelled out in the command of God, Make an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled before Esav, your brother. Betel was the place that Yaakov left Eretz Yisrael. The Midrash which states that from Betel Yaakov proceeded directly to Aram with Kfitzat Aderech, a miraculous warp of space, makes this true literally. The vision in the beginning of Vayetze is Yaakov's farewell to Israel, to the land of holiness and the presence of God. The content of God's message there is that he will protect Yaakov and be with him in exile and return him home. In other words, Yaakov dropped out there, and that is the place that he returns to his destiny. Yaakov understands this, and therefore cleanses his family from the dust of idolatry that might have come with them from Aram. Habits that were appropriate in Aram, leniencies that were acceptable, must be done away with before commencing the great push onward in Jewish history. It is not a question here of avoiding sin. The emphasis is, as Yaakov states, and purify yourselves and change your clothing. Yaakov is declaring a new beginning. Both God and Yaakov therefore call this journey rising and going up. The reference, of course, is not merely to the altitude of Betel. Rise up means to raise oneself, to stir and gather one's powers, to ascend spiritually. God is telling Yaakov to make Aliyah. The altar that he commands Yaakov to build there is not the fulfillment of Yaakov's vow, but an altar of consecration, reminiscent of the altar that Abraham built when he entered the land of Israel. There is one further difference between Yaakov before Betel and after. By accepting his destiny, by re-inaugurating his career as an Av, and remember Yaakov is the final Av, 
the one who is followed by a nation and not individuals, Yaakov transforms his family from a house into a people. In Aram, he was the father of a family, albeit a large one. Once we see him as an Av in Eretz Yisrael, he is the leader of a people. By the time he gets to Bethel, he has become Yaakov and the people who are with him. I have answered all the questions I raised, except that about Dvorah, Rivka's nursemaid. I am not sure about this, but I suspect that she represents the world of Aram. I pointed out last week that Yaakov divorces himself from Aram at Gal-Ed. Devorah is the last remnant of that world. As a nursemaid, she signifies the nurturing that Rivka received in her father's house. That connection is now cut completely. That chapter in Yaakov's life closed. Yaakov is completely a man of Israel and Eretz Yisrael. The second part of our story begins when God appears to Yaakov and blesses him, changing his name. God then says, I am Kel Shakai, be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a community of nations will come from you, and kings will come out of your loins. And the land which I gave to Abraham and to Yitzchak shall I give to you, and to your seed after you shall I give the land. Does this blessing sound familiar? It is practically word for word the blessing which Yitzchak gave Yaakov when he left to flee to Aram, even to the name of God. And Kel Shakai shall bless you, and make you fruitful, and multiply you, and you shall be a community of nations. And he shall give you the blessing of Abraham, to you and your seed with you, to inherit the land you inhabit, which God gave to Abraham. It is as though the twenty years that Yaakov spent in Aram, and fourteen more according to Chazal, that he spent in the Yeshiva of Shem and Ever, are merely a dream. God picks up exactly where the story left off when Yaakov left. Birkat Avraham, Yaakov's career as an Av, has been in suspended animation, frozen in time. Yaakov is now returning to the point where he left, both geographically, Beit El, and spiritually. Yaakov's years in Aram should be placed in parentheses. In fact, that is what Yaakov does. He places those years within parentheses, a matseva on each end. When he left for Aram, he raised a matseva and prayed for protection on his journey out of Eretz Yisrael, in other words, on his exit from national history. When he returned, when he realized that he had completely returned from Padan Aram, had reached the land of Canaan, and had resumed his role as forefather, where not children but nations and community of nations will come from him, he then erected another matseva in the same place at the same point, thereby bracketing the years of personal development and drawing the straight line from his blessing at the hands of his father so many years before and the continuation of the role implicit in those blessings now. The two matzevot are brackets around the years that Yaakov's career was suspended, the years that he was out of Eretz Yisrael. God is giving Yaakov a new name and granting him the exact same blessing that Yitzchak had given him years earlier. The blessing is the continuation of the blessing of Abraham, and indeed is quite similar to God's blessing to Abraham when he changed Abraham's name, I shall multiply you exceedingly and make nations of you, and kings will come out of you. The entire episode is based on the idea that this point, Beit El, the place where Yaakov took his leave of Eretz Yisrael, is the place where he can return to his role as an Av. This is on the one hand the place which serves as the entry point to Eretz Yisrael for Yaakov, when we consider him in his historical role rather than as an individual, that is what we saw in the first half of the story, and on the other hand, the place where God confirms his new identity as Yisrael, father of a nation. 
that this revelation of God is not connected to Yaakov's circumstances after the incident in Shechem, but to his return from Aram to Eretz Yisrael, is quite explicit in the description the Torah gives. God appeared to Yaakov again when he came from Padan Aram and blessed him. This revelation is dated when Yaakov comes from Padan Aram, although we know he has been in Shechem for some time. But even more explicit, God is appearing to Yaakov again, a clear reference to the dream of the latter. This revelation continues that one. This explains a curious phrase that repeats itself three times at the end of our story. God ascended from him at the place he spoke with him, and Yaakov erected a monument at the place he spoke with him. Yaakov called the place where God spoke to him there, Beit El. Rashi comments, I do not know what this is teaching us. I would like to suggest that the emphasized phrase does not refer to the place where God spoke to him now, but to where he spoke to him 35 years before, on the night of the dream of the latter. The first verse states that God ascended from the spot where he had spoken before. In other words, this now is the conclusion of that prior revelation. Everything that took place in the while can be skipped or blocked out. Similarly, Yaakov erects the new monument not in the spot where God spoke now, to commemorate a special occasion, but in the spot that God spoke then, as a parallel to the previous monument. The name Beit El, we already know, refers to the first revelation, which has been continued now as though there were no interruption, and that is why Yaakov reconfirms the name of the place. The whole purpose of the story is to bring us literally to the point where we left off at the beginning of Parashat Toldot. We are back at the place he spoke to him.